Ah, I wish I was announcing like a new Indiana Jones pinball machine by Jersey Jack Pinball, but I'm not. I'm not. I just knew that that theme song would get your emotions going, people. Welcome. Happy Monday morning. I'm your host, Kaneda. This is Kaneda's Pinball Podcast, the world's favorite pinball podcast. And I want to say, first and foremost, thank you so much. We are now at 167 members of the Canada Club on Patreon. And I want to welcome our new members, Jonathan K., Eric S., Daniel B., Brad B., Daniel P., Troy S., Ryan R., and no other than the man himself from the Bare Naked Ladies, Mr. Ed Robertson, became a member of the Canada Club on my birthday at one 36 in the morning. Wasn't sure if he was drinking or not, but he decided to join the club. Ed, welcome to the party. It's about time. So here's what I want to do on this episode. I want to go down and talk about what's happening at each pinball company. It's always nice on a Monday to sort of go through everybody in the hobby and just give you my point of view on where they're at and just some thoughts and observations. And let's jump right in. Let's start out this episode with the letter A. A stands for Alien, and the Pinball Brothers on Friday, September 24th, they revealed to the world the limited version of their Alien machine. And I want to talk about how they did this. They put up images on Facebook. Cointaker is now taking orders. The machine is, I think, $10,650. And they are making 1,000 LEs of this game. Now, when I saw that and I saw they're going to make 1,000 LEs, the first thing I thought of was, wow, they're exactly copying the amount of Godzilla LEs that just got put out into the world. And Godzilla is also $10,500. So these two machines pretty much cost exactly the same, and they're going to make exactly the same amount of each game. The only difference is... There is 100% confidence in Stern Pinball getting you your Godzilla LE before Christmas. When are you going to get your Pinball Brothers Alien LV machine? If you ordered it last week, when do you think the first ones will ship? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. The track record of getting games quickly from the Pinball Brothers is not the best. But here's the real confusing part about this whole thing. So they've had months to get the LV machine together. And when they showed it to the world, it was all just rendered images. None of it was like the actual game being photographed. Everything was rendered. Now, I will say, if you just look at the game itself with the nice new cabinet artwork, it's got this purple armor. It's got the xenomorph head sort of etched into the armor. I do think the game looks good. I believe this is the art package that Auric worked on when he did Alien Back for Andrew Highway. I think that Translite was the artwork he was working on. And obviously, now that the whole back box is not taken up by the big 27-inch screen, you can actually incorporate more of that artwork. It was always kind of strange, right, that they even bothered making that big art back glass on the original Highway game because the screen just took up the entire area. Let's do this. Let's go down the features list of this limited version Alien Machine and let's ask ourselves, is this enough? Are we getting enough in this package to warrant the price increase to $10,600? So you get custom color powder coated armor pack. All right, so they lead with that. All right, not too expensive to color the armor on a game. The next is new lit up playfield backboard art. Now, I don't know what that's going to look like because in the renders of this machine, there are no pictures of what that looks like lit up. So it's kind of like 
take our word for it, but it's going to be there. Rotating game interactive beacons. Okay, so they're putting exactly the same type of topper on this game that Andrew Highway did. So much of this game is just recycled ideas and they're doing it again. I don't have a problem with those beacons up there, but they're not that special. I mean, I bet they're cool when you're playing it and they're going while you're playing the game. As minuscule as these beacons look, what I do like about them is during gameplay, they actually serve a function. There are so many toppers out there right now that don't interact with the game at all. They're just up there for eye candy. So I do like the fact that these beacons, when they're spinning, the kind of atmosphere it would create in the room, especially if you're playing in a dark room and this is alien. Custom cut Xeno head side armor. Okay, and you can see it at the very end where the button is, is the head of the Xenomorph is sort of like cut out there. Limited number dog tag. Okay, now we're really, we're really running out of options. Anti-reflective glass, duh, everything has that now. Open pop bumper egg. Okay, here's the funny part. It says open pop bumper egg, but then when you look at the egg, they're not open. All of them are closed. And this is just, why are these guys doing this? There's no common sense here. You are putting stuff in the features list, and then the very pictures you're sharing with everybody don't even contain those things. And so the question becomes, are they even near production on this at all? Have those things even been sculpted yet? Why? Why are we seeing renders that aren't even accurate? All right, the next thing is the lit inner side blades. Those are really cool. The limited artwork, shaker motor, and limited apron. Okay, so they basically they basically are going to start lighting up some of the artwork inside the game, which I think is going to look good. I think the armor looks better. I think overall, this does look like a nice version of Alien. I, I will admit, this looks far, far better than the SE version of the game they put out in the world a few months ago. The big question with Alien Pinball remains the same. What's the quality of this machine? I keep seeing people in the owner's thread. It's like they're always discussing how to keep these games working and to keep them working consistently. And if you go in on an alien and you love this theme, I think you do have to agree that you're going to be someone who's going to have to maintain this machine. This is not going to be a bulletproof experience. This is not going to be a game in which you never lift the hood. I think this is a game where you're going to have to put up with some quirks and some things you need to tweak, and you're going to have to put up with some quality issues, and you're going to have to want to be a part of like this little owner circle that's going to have to help each other out, figure out, and solve some of the reliability issues that seem to be plaguing this game. The issues were around when Andrew was there. The issues are still there with the Pinball Brothers. Something about this game just always feels like you need to constantly tweak it to keep it playing right. I also think a thousand LVs of this game, and I get it, like this is all they're gonna make. Like there's no other version. Personally, I think a thousand of these is a little ambitious for this company, I do. I don't think they have much trust or credibility where people want to get deep into this list of a thousand of them. I don't think they sold out yet. What I would have done if I were them, and this is just me giving them some quick marketing advice, I just think a thousand is an arbitrary number that means nothing. If I were them, I would have done 426, which is the alien day number, 
I would have done 426 maybe in purple and 426 in black, like sparkly black or shiny black, like a high gloss black. And I would have had two different versions of the LV, 426 each. That way, what, you're totaling 852 total games. But at least you're making those LVs connect to the alien theme somehow. You're still going to make a ton of them. And you're also going to make people who get one or the other feel really special that they have one of 426. We now live in this space now where like nothing is really limited. And I don't think we're ever going to go back to the days where like in LE is only four to 500 units. I think we're going to now start to see everything's like 750 or 1,000. And the way people are spending money in this hobby right now, we might even see Stern push that number up and up and up. Like imagine if Stern has Back to the Future. Are they going to only make 1,000 of them or 1,250 or 1,500 LEs? They'll sell every single one. Stern Pinball doesn't care that these things hold value and go up. They want to get as much money through the door on day one and people would they would go in on it and they can absolutely control the number and feeling special doesn't matter it's all about the bottom line it's all about the profit so this is the alien lv we'll see how it does it's another game in the mix all right so alien ten thousand six hundred and fifty dollars godzilla ten thousand five hundred dollars Willy Wonka's coming back at Jersey Jack Pinball. So that was the other announcement. So when I said that we were going to hear a Jersey Jack Pinball game announcement very soon, I wasn't wrong. I was 100% wrong that it was going to be Toy Story. Now, I have some news on that front for everybody, but clearly this was the announcement that they were going to make, that they were going to rerun Willy Wonka, and they were going to do us a favor by increasing the price of Willy Wonka LEs. Willy Wonka LEs used to be $9,500. Now, the same game, nothing added, nothing given to you that's special, the same game is now going to cost you $11,000. Now, what does that do for the price of every single Willy Wonka LE now? Are they all now worth $11,000? I'm not surprised they're doing this. There are increased costs to labor that are happening right now. There's an increase in cost to goods and materials they need to make these pinball machines. I'm not surprised they're doing this because they're looking at what games are selling for and they're looking at the fact that most distributors don't have much new in box ready to go. That if you can give them something brand new, wouldn't you rather buy? a brand new, never played before Willy Wonka versus one that's opened. And for most of these guys out there that have money, they always want it brand new. Like nobody really wants a used car. Nobody wants a used pinball machine. They want it brand new. And so now you can have it and you can have it for $11,000 and there's no haggling. There's no bartering back and forth. You get it. It's going to be hopefully in mint condition when you take it out of the box. But I won't lie when I saw this and this is just another example of pinflation happening around us and it doesn't excite me. Like, am I excited Willy Wonka's back? No, you know, I'm like, okay, cool. They're making more. Am I excited that it's higher than it used to be? No, why would anybody be excited the game is costing more? I just kind of look at these moves like, wow, this hobby has become so expensive and there's no way around it it must be pretty hard for jersey jack pinball to look over at stern pinball and realize that stern is now charging 10.5 for their machines it must be hard because look how much more jersey jack puts into their games remember wizard of oz was originally 6500 bucks now an le of a game is almost doubled that right doubled that 
And Stern is making all this money now and their profit margins must be through the roof as they realize that Jersey Jack Pinball many, many years ago showed Stern Pinball that the ceiling was much higher than Stern thought. And they've been capitalizing on it ever since. But show of hands out there, who's happy by all of this? Are you guys excited that pinball machines are now so expensive? The more I see these prices going up, the decision for me to just stay out of the new inbox frenzy becomes easier and easier and easier. I'm probably gonna end up just going to Jack Bar more and playing pinball machines on location more than I ever did before because I just don't feel the need to own these machines. I don't wanna tie up 20 $20,000 in two games. So I think a location play is going to become a lot more enticing as these prices keep going up and up and up. And by the way, I want to say thank you to everybody who gave me a happy birthday wish this weekend. I had the most amazing time, the most amazing time. Brenda took me to Omokasi. She surprised me with all my friends there. And then we went to Jack Bar and played pinball and drank until I can't remember how I got home. So it was that kind of a good evening. And I want to thank each and every one of you who said happy birthday to me. I really do appreciate it. I really do. And what a special day it was going over to Automate It and visiting Mike. And I hung out with Mike and we did our really fun Saturday morning spectacular. Mike, thank you so much. Mike is the nicest guy. If you've never met Mike at Automate It, oh my God, he's really one of the most genuine, nice, and sweet people I've ever met in this hobby. And it was so great being there. It was so great getting Brad his Godzilla LE. We had 15 people try to get it. Brad won the Canada Saturday morning Godzilla LE Spectacular, and he is paying manufacturer's advertised price for the game, which is $10,499. Thank you to everyone who entered to win that. We're going to do it every time. We're going to go to automate it whenever there's a really hot game, and we're going to give someone a chance to pay the price they should for the game. So Mike, I will be seeing you many times in the future and thanks so much for the hospitality. But speaking of prices, right? It's just getting to the point now where these pins are no longer cheap. Even the premiums are so expensive. Willy Wonka's $11,000. What do you think the price is going to be of the next collector's edition from Jersey Jack Pinball? I think it's going to be $15,000. Why wouldn't they price it at that? I do have a pretty reliable rumor about what's happening over at Jersey Jack Pinball. The rumor is this, that the reason why they're making more Willy Wonkas is not because everybody wants Willy Wonka again. The reason why they're making more Willy Wonkas is they're waiting on Guns N' Roses parts. So there's always been like procurement issues with Jersey Jack Pinball and making Guns N' Roses is not going as fast as they would like hearing a rumor that they're making around 10 machines a day. So 50 games a week, like that's not a lot. Like we don't see a ton of Guns N' Roses unboxings, do you? I haven't seen a ton. And so I'm hearing that there is a parts issue and that is why they are putting Wonka back on the line, right? You have to keep the line going. The other rumor I'm hearing is this, and this is, again, this is just a rumor. I'm also hearing that Toy Story by Pat Lawler isn't even done yet. And so if Toy Story's not done yet, of course they're not going to announce it. They're not going to reveal it. And why is it taking Pat Lawler so long to finish games? People forget when he made Dialed In, he made Jack wait almost two years past the due date of that game. He also dragged his feet the first time he was making Toy Story. And that's why they had to switch the titles from Toy Story to Willy Wonka because he couldn't hit the deadline to release the game with the movie. 
Pat Lawler takes a really long time. Pat Lawler does make incredible games, and I would argue that, yes, maybe they're worth the wait, but unfortunately, whenever there are long delays at Jersey Jack Pinball, that doesn't help the company out. The more they're off schedule, the more they're off deadline, the more that hurts them financially, it hurts their ability to sync up with their license holders. And they're also, here's the crazy part too, they also, the clock is ticking on how long they have the license for each of these games. And the more time they burn in development and the less time the games are actually out there for sale, that clock is ticking and it's expensive to secure the licenses for these games. It's not super cheap. So Jersey Jack, more Willy Wonkas. I just have one wish for Jersey Jack. I just have one thing I hope Jersey Jack can do now that we're paying $11,000 for machines and twelve five and ten five for GNR. Jersey Jack, can you please replace the flipper rubbers in your games? I saw another photo yesterday of a brand new Guns N' Roses with 200 plays on it. And legitimately, the flipper rubber is all black and worn through pretty much to the plastic of the flipper. Why, Jersey Jack, are you using the cheapest flipper rubbers on planet Earth? Can you please upgrade those for us? Can you do it for Canada? Can you do it for Canada? I really would appreciate it. All right, so Jersey Jack, we've got Pinball Brothers. Let's go over to Stern Pinball. Right now, Stern Pinball, it's a little bit of that quiet before the storm. Godzillas are on the line. Godzilla Ellie's will be on the line in October. And we're going to see nothing but Godzilla conversation dominate the pinball world over the next few weeks. I think people who have issues with the Godzilla artwork, I think they're getting over it. I'm starting to see more and more people sort of come around and understand the approach they went with the art package. It's hard to look at Godzilla and just not get excited, right? It's hard to look at that game and not have a smile. Like, it looks like a lot of fun. There is a ton in it. Like, Stern finally did some mechs in a game. The colorful artwork, it's all fun. Like, when I was at Mike's, I noticed that. I'm like, man, when I stood over Batman 66, I'm like, this is it. Like, pinball should be bright. It should be colorful. It should pop. It should draw you into the game. And nobody is giving you art packages that do that better than Stern right now. I mean, their games are just colorful. They're bright. They look good next to each other. And I think sometimes over the internet, we like to cry and complain about some of the decisions they make from an artistic standpoint. But there is no denying a fact that if you put every single Stern next to each other, and I mean even Led Zeppelin Premium, I was standing over a Led Zeppelin Premium, and it also is colorful, it's bright, it's inviting. This is what pinball is supposed to be. It's supposed to be attractive. And I do think when you look at these modern Stern machines with all of these art packages, sure, we can nitpick. But for the most part, these things do pull us in. They do look great. They look better than all the games from the 90s. I mean, let's not let's not fool ourselves and think the old games look this good. You know, when you combine the colorful artwork that these new games have with the LCD displays and the good speakers in them now, these games... I just think modern pinball is here. Modern pinball is here with incredible artwork, very vibrant, and you've got a lot more like visual wow happening with modern pinball than you ever did before with some of the older games. All right, what's happening over at Haggis Pinball? Still no fathoms on the line. And I'm going into the thread. I'm like, there's not much activity there. So I hope to see this game soon. I don't know what the latest is, but if you're in on a fathom, the wait continues. 
All right, let's talk about Spooky Pinball. Now, Spooky Pinball is a company right now that I think is in an interesting place. They've sold through a lot of Halloweens and a lot of Ultraman machines. And now we all wait. This is the waiting period, right? Everyone is waiting to see if Spooky's code update, I think it's October 1st, if the code update for Halloween improves what we've seen so far. There's a lot of pressure on Spooky right now. This is a company that is selling $9,000 pinball machines, which is a pretty good price for a Spooky pinball machine. So people's expectations of these games are higher than they've ever been before. Right? When it was that little boutique company where you spent five to $6,000 on their machine, you didn't mind seeing like hot glue gun stuff everywhere. You know, you didn't mind seeing like 3D printed stuff in the game. But now that these games are more expensive, people are demanding more. And Halloween, especially Halloween, because you've got a fan base that loves this movie, they want to see more of the movie in the game. So that's the big question mark with Spooky right now. Will they be able to satisfy? On a code level, both the Ultraman and the Halloween fan bases. I think the Ultraman fan base is a lot easier to satisfy because I don't think there's that many diehard Ultraman fans that are gonna nitpick this thing. It's the Halloween people that I think are gonna be a lot more difficult to please and also because of where the animations have been and the lack of movie clips in this game, it's created a lot of anxiety for these Halloween buyers. It's so funny when you read the Halloween thread because you can see some of these owners like trying to convince themselves that it's all going to be okay, that it's all going to work out in the end. And I don't know yet. Like I'm, I'm sort of observing this. I'm observing what's going on. I don't know if it's all just going to work out as easy as people think. I, I think they committed to an animator that I'm not quite sure is up to the caliber. In fact, I know these animations are not up to the caliber of where pinball animations need to be. I know the clips in the game right now are not up to the par of where theme integration needs to be with a movie like this. So nothing I've seen so far has really been that impressive. So why do we think if the same people working on it, why do we think they're all of a sudden going to be able to flip a switch and create it in a way that's going to blow us away. I hope it does. I hope they do, but I'm just not sure. I'm just not sure they have the right talent on the field to change the outcome of this game after halftime. Okay, and it feels like that, right? They went into the locker room and Spooky's meeting and discussing how are they going to make people more excited with this code. So time will tell. I'm not going to slam it now, but time will tell. But I do think a lot of people are scratching their heads and wondering, what exactly did I buy with Halloween? The game shoots great. It does. The software is the only thing that can let the hardware down on this game. There's not a lot else happening in the industry right now. I'm very happy that this damn auction at the Pinball Museum is over. It's been so annoying seeing these games sell for $15,000 for Lord of the Rings LE. These games are just being sold at prices that are just stupid. I think Pirates of the Caribbean CE with all fees is like $40,000. Magic Girl, actually, he lost money on Magic Girl. I sold him my Magic Girl for $20,000 and I think it sold for $18,500, okay? Now, he he knew it didn't work when I sold it to him for $20,000. What's funny, if you want to know the ultimate indictment of Pat Lawler's Dialed In, I think Dialed In at that auction only sold for like $8,000 or $8,500. How is that possible? How is it like every single game went for so much more than it's worth, but Dialed In 
actually went for what it's worth, market value. It just goes to show the power of a license theme because I think a lot of people bidding on these, they read about this auction in the New York Times or Wall Street Journal. They saw it in the news and they ran to this thing and they probably don't know. They don't know. They just know that like, I love Lord of the Rings and there's the LE machine. And I think a lot of people are thinking that because this stuff is coming from the Pinball Museum, that these are museum quality games. No, these are not museum quality games by any means. These games all have a lot of plays on them. Here's what I think is going to happen. I think a lot of rich people went and bought these things. They're going to end up in their home. They're not going to turn it on very much. And when they go to sell it, they're not even going to care. Because nobody who knows pinball would ever spend these prices. Nobody, nobody who knows and loves pinball would ever spend these prices on these games. These are all newbies who just ran to this hobby during this moment because they got caught up in the excitement of an auction. It was fun to watch these prices go. It was fun to watch it. Now, do I think these prices are going to change the prices of pinball machines moving forward? Absolutely not. Pinball machines are going up regardless of this auction. And I think for a lot of us out there right now, and I mean this, for a lot of us out there right now, we are all staring at what's in our checking account. We're all staring at what our salaries are. And we're all starting to realize whether you're rich or poor, pinball is now very, very expensive. It's the most expensive it's ever been in the history of pinball. And the inflation has happened on a level lately that nobody quite expected. If I told you four years ago, a spooky machine would be $10,000, you would call me crazy. If I told you five years ago, Stern will sell $15,000 machines with a piece of couch and nothing else in it, you would call me crazy. And now we're seeing those very games. Like if you bought an Elvira collector's edition, now it's worth $30,000 or $26,000. The world has gone nuts. Each and every one of us has a decision to make. Do I jump in now or do I just wait it out? Personally, it's easy for me to wait it out because I don't have room and I don't have the money. I have to be honest, with everything going on in my life, with daycare, with savings for the future, with car payments, with maintenance payments, with just quality of life and just being able to take a few vacations, I wanna travel down to Pinball Expo, I don't wanna tie up tens of thousands of dollars in a pinball machine. This birthday weekend showed me too, like Brenda rented out the restaurant. Then we all went to Jack Bar. I would rather spend a few thousand dollars on a moment I'll never forget, on a moment that won't happen ever again, than just always chase these new machines because I just don't think pinball gives you an experience that is gonna fulfill you at this price point. I really don't, I really don't. And again, I would much rather go and play on location and have some beers and support our friends out there in the world and not feel like I have to put this thing in my house. I have to study this code for the next six months. I have to try to reach this wizard mode I'm never gonna get to. Again, that's just me personally, and I'm, and I'm being completely honest with you. I'm gonna be completely transparent. I just don't see the value at these prices. I just don't see the experience equaling this much money. Now, all of a sudden, Willy Wonka's $11,000. I'm sorry, I just don't see $11,000 there. But that's just me, that's just me. I just wanna have a pocket full of quarters, go play some pinball, drink some whiskey, have some beer, and enjoy this hobby in a way that shouldn't break the bank. But for many of us out there, this hobby really is starting to break the bank and chip away at our enthusiasm for it. It's just crazy. I mean, I just don't wanna see like Ghostbuster premiums selling for like $13,000. Like what happened? A premium. It's not even an LE. 
Everybody, happy Monday. I love this hobby. I love reporting on it. And I don't cost you much. I really don't cost you much. For most of you out there, you get this for free. Some of you understand the amount of work I put into this, so you contribute on Patreon. So thank you so much. And then some of you out there show your contributions other ways, like Viva La Raza t-shirts. We're going to get them all sold. There's 50 left. There's more going out the door this week, and we have more orders coming in. I can't wait for all you guys to be rocking your Viva La Raza's at Expo. It's going to be so much fun. Everybody have a great Monday. And don't forget, this week, some point this week, we are going to talk to David Fix at American Pinball. That's why I didn't cover American Pinball on this show, because why speculate when we're going to have the man himself come on the show and we're going to talk about American Pinball, what their plans are, and what the future looks like for that company. So super excited to have David Fix on the show. I think he's going to be a great guest. I think it's going to be one of my best interviews because this has been a company that I know I've been hard on, but you know me. We will be very respectful, and I really want to give David the stage to talk about AP and what his plans are for that company. So look forward to that this week. Other than that, I don't think there's that much news. I really don't. I think you're going to see Godzilla Pros shipping, and then we're going to go from there. All right? Have a great day. We'll talk to you soon.